Hello and welcome back to a very spooky episode of Zap. My name's Beck. Oh, and I'm Ghoul Jono. <laughs> and Zap was formed on the basis that there is a lot of good quality journalism out there. So this is the other somewhat spooky stuff. <laughs> we aim to make the good trash treasure by finding weird, wacky and wonderful news stories from all over the world. We talk about it, we laugh about it and we make segments somewhat loosely and spookily related to it. <laughs> uh, but before we jump into today's spooktacular episode, um, it's time to have a look at some some odd days of the year. Uh, And today is a big day for food. Um, One might consider them treats. Um, Mm. And so we have, we've got quite a few. We've got World Pasta Day, uh, which is uh, spooky, I guess. Um, (laughs) Delicious. Spooky how much pasta I'm going to eat. Oh, spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure that's the right use of spooky, but I use it. An unbalanced diet of just pasta. (laughs) Very spooky. Um, we have uh, the Sourest Day, which is what it's called. It's just called Sourest Day. It's just about sour lollies. That's kind of oh, spooky. Has, that's that very appropriate. Bag. Um, yeah. We have uh, National Greasy Foods Day. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, spooky, spooky uh, cholesterol. Um, and Spooky if you eat them and wipe your hands on your pants straight oh, away. That's very spooky. spooky. I do it, but it's spooky. It's spooky <laughs> to eat sure. unless you have a KFC moist towelette. Um, oh, you're right. So, yeah, yeah. That's make sure you are prepared this spooky season. Um, <laughs> and lastly, but uh, most oddly, we have National Crisp Sandwich Day. Uh, and it's not... Um, it's, it's the weirdest one. So we'll delve into it a little bit. It's, it's not, um, like a crispy sandwich necessarily. Uh, it's not like a toast instead of bread type situation. It's not even about having ingredients on the sandwich that are crisp. Unless of course, those ingredients are crisps in the British sense. Like mm. like chips, um, potato chips. Have, have you never had this before, Jono? I've never had a crisp sandwich I don't think. I've, I... I think there's there's times at which I've had some some chips on a sandwich, but I don't know if like I've just had chips. a chip sip. Not not hot chips. No, I'm talking cold chips. Um, uh, I think I have, but I I don't think I've had one that's like just chip on the sandwich. Also, you've had like a few chips sprinkled on top of a yeah. sandwich with something else. Yeah, I think I was camping and um, there was like no, like uh, we were very ill prepared. Um, and so we didn't have, no one had any like salt or anything. So I just like crumbled up some, some original chips um, so that's, as that's salt. taking initiative. Yeah. Um, I've I'm actually had a chip. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a crisp sandwich before. I actually quite a few times. I'm not sure why. I don't know how it started, mm. but I'm pretty sure one of my parents taught us and it was with I'm del- ingredients household. That's probably yeah. why this happened. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but it was chicken chips specifically oh. just on white bread. Protein. I'm pretty sure we put butter on it as well. Oh yeah. yeah like yeah. it wasn't like an all the time thing, but it was like, oh, does someone want a chip sandwich? And we'd be like, yeah. <laughs> chip sandwich. <laughs> chip sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I, I haven't had one in years, but I can distinctly remember what it tastes like. Wow. It's, it's all right. A I'm not sure I'd go for it again. Maybe on, Crisp sh- sandwich day, I have to try yeah, it. Yeah, well, I mean, but... for, for old time's sake and for yeah. today's sake as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to kick us off today, I have a story which will chill you to your bones or perhaps Ooh. warm you to your bones in a spooky way. Okay. What I'm trying to say is it's some pretty scary news. Um, and this news comes from a what I would describe as a culinary supervillain uh, in the US called Ed Curry. Um, and Ed Curry... He was uh, born to work with food. Yeah, he was. Uh, it, it is quite an apt uh, surname, uh, especially yeah. considering his profession, because Ed Ooh. is the man behind the world's hottest chili, the Carolina Reaper. Since What do you mean he's behind it? Like He he's, he, he developed the world's hottest what? chili. So it's not just like a, a naturally like occurring plant. It's been like crossbred oh. and and um, genetically engineered and stuff so that it is oh, gosh. stupid hot. 
And yeah, this guy has spooky senses. <laughs> very spooky senses. Um, and since 2013, the Carolina Reaper has held the Guinness World Record for the hottest pepper, clocking in at 1.64 million Scoville units. Now, for most people, this is kind of an abstract number, 1.64 million. Mm. Um, so for a frame of reference, a, a jalapeno is around 5,000 Scoville units. Um, oh. And... A record holder 25 years ago before the Carolina Reaper, uh, and I'm guessing some others, the habanero pepper is about 100,000 mm. Scoville units. So for 1.64 million Scoville, just imagine eating 328 jalapenos concentrated into one chili. That's kind of how spicy terrifying. this thing is. Yeah, terrifying, exactly. I can't even fathom. And so you might be getting to this, but how do they test the... Spicy units. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't do any research oh. on this. How to test Scoville? Scoville. I couldn't remember. I said spicy units because no, I wasn't spicy sure. Units. Uh, it has. Like, do they eat it, or is there oh. a machine? So, the way it works is it's not, it doesn't even seem to be a machine. So, it involves extracting the capsaicinoids. Capsaicin is the chemical within peppers that um, makes them very spicy. Um, Mm. You extract that from a pepper and you dilute them with a solution of sugar and water until the heat of the pepper can no longer be tasted by a panel of professionally trained taste testers. Oh, my gosh. The the more dilutions indicate a higher heat index rating and therefore a higher concentration of capsaicinoids. Oh, my gosh. That poor panel, yeah. their tongues uh, <laughs> Why would they do not this? doing all right. Yeah, that sounds wow. awful. So that's <laughs> supposedly how it's it's done, um, or at least one way it's maybe done. Mm. That was just the first Google result, so I can't I can't trust. Sounds it good entirely. to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, perfect. That's my research done for the yep. day. <laughs> now, Beck, I don't know about you, but I don't mind a bit of spice. I think spice can be good. But I don't think I'm one to, like, chase spice in, like, a challenge sort of way. I'm not out there looking not, for the hottest no. chilies. Um, that Because <laughs> no I just know it's going to make me feel deeply unwell. Like, that's that's the that's the case with all of these. Yeah. Like, I've tried um, some of those, like, mega spicy. They'll have, like, oh, 19 out of 10 spice rating. And you're like, oh, that must be pretty hot. Um, I've tried the world's hottest chip. Um, and yeah, over wow. with these things, I've um, come to the conclusion that this sort of stuff is not for me. Um, and so when yeah. I saw the news that I'm leading up to today, that Mr. Ed Curry has just created a new pepper that has stolen the crown from the Carolina Reaper, I felt a, a real deep inside me, there's, there is terror. There is terror <laughs> that there is something spicier than a Carolina Reaper. And... I mean, if you thought that 1.64 million Scoville was hot, get ready for almost 2.7 million <gasps> Scoville with Pepper what? X, is what it's called, Pepper X. Pepper X? Oh which gosh. is ominous within itself. Like, this is why I'm thinking this guy's a culinary supervillain, because you've got Pepper X. His, his whole like life goal, it seems, is just to make things that hurt more to eat. And that is yeah, not, that is not a noble cause in my eyes. <laughs> That's not that's not fun. Now Like it's it's purely challenge based, right? Like I can't yeah. imagine a meal being made better with a pepper X. No, like exactly. the ingredient saying and just one slice of pepper X. Well, and I, it's like what on no, earth? No, you wouldn't just you crush would not the meal. Do that. I mean <laughs> for and some more sort of frame of reference, police pepper spray, that clocks mm. in at about one point six million Scoville. So the same as a Carolina Reaper. Um right. and on top of that uh, what's called like bear spray, which is meant to stop bears from attacking you, clocks in at yes. 2.2 million Scoville. So in what world would someone want to voluntarily put 2.7 million Scoville anywhere near them? Um, oh my and the answer to that is this world. Um, in, in this world, someone wants to do that. And in fact, that someone already has uh, that person being Ed himself. Um, so Gosh. what, I'm sure you're wondering, what does 2.7 million Scoville units do to a person? Very much so. 
Um, Ed has described the feeling. Um, he, he described feeling the heat, sorry, of the pepper for three and a half hours, which is mental, only to then be followed by cramps, uh, which I can only imagine is your body revolting against whatever actions you've done towards it here. And Ed is quoted as saying, those cramps are horrible. I was laid out flat on a marble wall for approximately an hour in the rain, groaning in pain. Oh, and my gosh. What do you know? Of course it was a bad experience. You've, you've really you've hit the nail on the head there, Ed. Um, because you've just eaten something that's 25% worse than what is designed to stop a bear in its tracks. Like, it's not going to be pleasant. I... I, I cannot understand the the purpose of this. Maybe they're trying to sell it to like to make a worse pepper spray. I don't understand. Oh um, gosh. I don't know. Like I, I want nothing to do with Pepper X. Um because what I know is that even even if we're not considering global warming, the future is going to be hot and it is going to suck. That, that is what I have learned from this story. And the worst part of all, the most haunting thing in this whole story is that at the very end of an interview they did with Ed, the reporter asked, mm. is this the pinnacle? And Like, is this the end of the, you trying to beat your own crazy chili? Yeah, that's essentially. Spicy and Curry, um, Mr. Ed Curry, he said, with a mischievous smile, apparently, <laughs> no, it's not the pinnacle. So I oh I have a feeling um, Ed Ed is on his supervillain arc and he's going to try and take over the world with spice. Um, <laughs> and when that happens, who are we going to rely on but the robots who can't uh, feel spice pain? <laughs> so Team Robot uh, all the way. Uh, we've brought it back around somehow. <laughs> So today I've realized that we hadn't really clarified this, but we are doing a spooky <laughs> Halloween episode. <laughs> I just if sort you, of really <laughs> like missed the intro part of this. If you're only tuning in now, somehow, somehow if you've clicked on this podcast and you've scrolled to this exact point without listening to anything prior, <laughs> this is the lowdown. It's well, scary. I actually we didn't even address the fact that it was Halloween. I just was we oh, yeah, we saying it was a spooky no, episode. That's so true. We did just say it's spooky. No, you're, you're like, very right. I was just like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I think even if you press play from the beginning, you're probably a little bit confused. Yeah, but no. we... <laughs> We don't normally start the podcast just saying everything's spooky. It's because (laughs) (laughs) this episode has come out the Wednesday before Halloween. So we are doing everything spooky today. And Jono, one thing that I will be doing a lot this episode is drawing a little bit of mysterious suspense. So I just want everyone to know that I am... So excited about the last segment on today's episode. (laughs) It has everything you could possibly want from a Zap segment in one. It's got history. It's got KFC. It's got laughter. It's got odd sports. It's got... What is this segment? I know. It's phenomenal. So I'm just saying, I know you're all going to listen all the way through anyways, but seriously, this, (laughs) this is a good one. Suspense wild. done. Yeah, I'm. I don't. <laughs> full, full transparency. I'm not really sure what this last segment is, and so I am. I'm now more intrigued. I think. Yes. I think we should. Let's let's speed through this segment. I won't do the next segment. We'll just go straight to that. This sounds great. No, got it. We've got to build the suspense. Okay. Okay. So this segment that I'm doing now is spooky things. It's a list, guys. It's spooky things that have happened to me. Literally all. This week. Oh no, one was one was last week. But one there's four things I'm gonna get through today. And I am, of course, saving the best until last because it is just it is it's spooky, alright. So the first one that happened, this one's not too spooky. We're starting off on the more mild end of spooky. If we're going on the pepper slash chili range, this is probably down like the mango lime at Nando's sort of chili. It's not that spooky. So this one is tonight when I was making my dinner, I was having steak 
and some mashed potatoes. And mm. I had, <laughs> with my mashed potatoes, <laughs> I realized that I didn't have a potato masher. And so instead I used a pasta stirrer to mash my potatoes. (laughs) This also, (laughs) again, I said we were starting very mild. This might spook some people, but I didn't. (laughs) I know how some people put milk in mashed potatoes. I didn't have any, so I didn't want any, but I put oat milk in there. So I hope that doesn't spook anyone (laughs) out too much. I'm sorry if I've given you a fright. Oh yeah, that was that was crying. What you just heard, that was crying because I was so terrified of, of what you were saying. It wasn't mashed potato. It was stirred potato. It's terrifying. I stirred tell you what. oat potato. Oh no! Is this dinner or am I at a cafe in Melbourne? No. Okay, so that's the mild one. We're building up to the we're building up to the crazy one. Oh, this is good. This so, is if that's the mild one, I'm not, I'm terrified for what's coming next. So the next one is this one was actually scary. Okay, so out <laughs> Okay, I've got the giggles. The shower in my place, right? It has. <laughs> Water pressure's not that high, and that's like pretty spooky. Oh, um, I, I better move on from this one. Then. <laughs> no, that's not it. Okay, so, well, you know the movie Psycho, right? Yes, okay, someone, that's spooky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, th- this is nothing oh, like that. No, it's, it this is, is nothing. Like <laughs> so, <laughs> so, in our shower, we have like a floor to ceiling length window that's frosted okay it's not like we just have this huge window into the shower well we do but it's frosted so you can't see through but so the other day i was having a shower and i was washing my hair so my eyes were shut i was very vulnerable like anyone you know psycho like yeah you know my eyes shut in the shower exactly so i you know finish washing my hair whatever take my hands off my eyes and I just see this ginormous shadow, like, appear past... I Honestly, it was past the window. But I kid you not, my life just flashed. I thought someone was in the shower with me because this what? huge, gigantic shadow just, like, came across, like, emerged from behind me. I screamed and jumped in the shower. And, like, my heart was racing a million miles. But it was just my roommate outside hanging out the washing and he'd like <laughs> walked past the window <laughs> and like this shadow had just come into the shower somehow it was okay. gen- i know That's that doesn't pretty, sound no that is it was pretty spooky, spooky. considering it was spooky. I thought stirred was oat potatoes this is pretty spooky <laughs> okay the third one and i will preface this it's not so much spooky <laughs> but it's more of an <laughs> i'm loving the honesty <laughs> It's more of an ick. Do you know what an ick yeah, is, Jonathan? Yeah, Jono? yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm across icks. I'm, uh, so- <laughs> I'm young and I'm cool. Yeah. So for those who don't know what an ick is, essentially it's something that someone does. Maybe it's someone that you're attracted to. It doesn't necessarily have to be. It's just something that someone does that just makes you feel a little bit icky, icky about yeah. the thing that they did or like towards them. So it's just kind of like, oh, like that's... That's a bit weird. So I saw something that definitely was a bit of a spooky. Okay, it's not spooky. It was just an ick. (laughs) (laughs) So the other day I was on the bus and the person in front of me was recording a voice message to send to their friends on WhatsApp. Yep. And they were talking through this voice message. I don't, they were telling this whole story and she was like laughing in some parts, like, telling these like very specific one-liners or whatever. And then I noticed that she accidentally like canceled out of it. 
No. <laughs> but she had to record the whole thing again. And, like I could hear that the laughter was in the same place. It was like just having to re-record oh, a, so it was a like, voice message twice. Was the performance the, the exact same though? Yes. It was wow. the exact same. I know. It was pretty impressive, right? Like I, I heard the same lines again. I was like, damn. How is she doing this? But also, like, That's at impressive. that point, I probably would have just texted it. Yeah, like, I would have yeah. as well. I don't, I don't. That it's and it's very much probably just a me thing. But I don't understand the whole send a voice message. I don't. I kind of like it. I don't really send them again because if that was if I was her, I know <laughs> what went on in her afternoon. Whereas, like, if she had messaged that me, a complete stranger wouldn't be hearing this <laughs> story of this drama that's happened in your afternoon. But I, I got the luck of hearing it twice. It was quite interesting, but it's like, I probably didn't need to hear that twice, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, I but, get that. I yeah, definitely get I, that. It was good on them. I, I respected it because it was very bold. I definitely wouldn't have done it. Okay, we're here, Jono. We've made it. The actual spooky thing. I just needed to build up to it because it wasn't enough to do a whole segment on its own. So, <laughs> this is something that happened to me at work today. It's fresh. The okay. wound is still open. I'm considerably spooked Uh-oh. that this happened today. So, <laughs> in my job, I work with a lot of customers, right? I, yeah. I love working with my customers. They're fantastic. But sometimes one thing that happens a lot is, well, I have a lot of meetings with them because we need to talk about things, catch up on things, blah, blah, blah. So sometimes people don't show up to a meeting, which is fine. It happens. People forget. People need to reschedule. That's totally fine. I've had to, and you feel bad doing it. You definitely feel bad doing it. But life happens sometimes and you have to reschedule Mm -hmm. a meeting. This one particular (laughs) customer had reschedule rescheduled a meeting with me like just before the meeting was about to start i think this was about the fourth or fifth time oh wow so i was yeah i was getting like a little bit agitated no i think and, they're trying to avoid you what have you done Beck? well the- that's <laughs> <laughs> so that's was kind of my concern i'm like why why does this want to happen but this is a meeting that needs to happen so and and they want it to happen they kept agreeing to the time being like yes i can meet at this time like that's all good and so I kept rescheduling it. And one thing about me is that sometimes I, I'm a bit... Oh, I'm not very good with that confrontation. Like mm. I can handle a tough conversation. But if it comes to being like, look, you know, we, I probably wouldn't be one to immediately be like, look, you know, we've rescheduled this five times. Yeah, like, no. is this going to happen? Like actually like, you know, because so, it's, it's taking up my time because yeah. I keep like preparing for this meeting and then it keeps moving out. Like it's just not... Showing a lot of respect. Yeah. So I had sent a message being like, hey, does this new time work for you to try and um, like reschedule this meeting again? And literally I was thinking, I was like, am I being too nice? Like I just, every time they ask to reschedule, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure. That's fine. Don't worry. Let's reschedule. And I was chatting to one of my colleagues and I was like telling them the situation. And then I was like, oh my gosh, imagine if I was sending this to the customer. I'm like, oh, they just keep rescheduling. Like, no. I don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. I had a little freak out. I check. I'm like, okay, phew. No, I'm not sending this to the customer. Okay. Then, <laughs> gosh, it, literally, it spooks me so much thinking about it. Then I send a message and I was like talking about the situation. I was like, bro. <laughs> I never use the word bro, but I was like, (laughs) bro, like this is me talking to my friend, right? I was like, bro, can't you just agree to a time and stick to it rather than changing it so many times? And I wrote so many times in caps lock and I hit send. No. And I sent it to the customer. No. No. I was like, bro, can't you just agree to a time? Instead of changing it so many times, thank goodness I could delete. I, you can delete the oh, message like on the good. software. Okay. However, yeah. the notification, you like, I cannot. True. If they'd seen that notification, I cannot take that back. It's not like Facebook where it says like so and so unsent this message. Like that notification is stuck there. So it just spooked me out completely because this like this. 
this customer is a great person, but like they just happened to catch me at a time when I was a little bit annoyed. Just, to, you know, the moving this around and I've said bro. I'm like, <laughs> like I would never call you've, them bro, you obviously. You roasted them is what you've done. Well, <laughs> I really took the, you know, maybe I should be a bit firm. I took that way to the extreme. <laughs> I was like, this is not what I meant. <laughs> but, you know, thankfully, I don't think they saw it. I Honestly, I can never be sure. Unless they mention it, I will never know if they saw it Imagine or not. the meeting comes around. <laughs> you, you're you like waiting. They join. And it's like, hey, bro, how you going? <laughs> oh, oh, I, honestly, I'd just have to laugh. I'd be like, look, I'm sorry. I just, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I'm really glad we're having this meeting, obviously. But yeah, no, they they actually agreed to the next time. So I, maybe they did see the message and yeah. maybe it worked. I don't know. But oh goodness me, there is nothing. I cannot tell you. I was like pacing around the room. Nothing is spookier than just sending a message that you didn't mean to send. Thank goodness it was. Obviously, I wouldn't say anything bad, but like, thank goodness someone could see that, I hope. And like, just think that it's funny. Yeah. Like, it's not, there was nothing bad but nothing oh, necessarily still. malicious it was just no not at all yeah just a <laughs> minor frustration but oh my gosh it well and truly spooked me much more than the mashed potatoes with the with the pasta store, <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> Last week on the podcast, Beck, we had a look at What the Fanta. And for those who missed it, uh, it was a purple-coloured Fanta that had a mystery flavour, a flavour that was hard to put your finger on. Uh, And during our research and tasting of the drink, we found that alongside this sort of quest to find out what the flavour was, uh, there was a short series of videos to reveal clues about what the flavour might be. Now... Given that today is a spooky Halloween episode, I thought, what is scarier than watching what are essentially advertisements um, as a form of entertainment? Uh, and boy... <gasps> horror films. Was it scary? <laughs> These were horror films, um, but not horror in the sense of um, like uh, suspense and like jump scares and that sort of stuff. Um, horror is in horrible. Um, they were <laughs> terrible. They were really bad. And... Um, Beck, I'm going to give you the rundown on what this series is all about, um, and if it was mm-hmm. in any way worth watching. You may have an idea of what my thoughts are already, um, but <laughs> who knows what can happen next. Um, I did go into this series with low expectations. Mm. Um, I was, And they were met. <laughs> and they, they were met. But, you know, I was, I was worried that I was going to be watching, um, like, proper, like, actual length episodes. Like, these would be, like, 10 minutes. Like twenty minute episodes. I'm yawning. Mm. Oh, I'm so oh, scared. No. I'm yawning. Um, so bored of the <laughs> of the. Yeah, episodes. I'm like I'm just reliving <laughs> the moments where I was watching this, and I'm like, goodness me, I could be doing anything else. <laughs> um. So, but I was pleasantly surprised to find out that each episode's like a, a short, like a YouTube short sort of length video, like twenty seconds long, okay. sort of thing. All right, that's um, okay. So that being said, were these mini episodes worth watching? Um, the first episode, it brings us into what looks like an 80s TV game show. Uh, we're introduced to a character called Gloria, who is supposed to be the host of the show. Uh, and a voiceover asks if Gloria can guess the flavor of the Fanta, um, as a bottle of it is revealed from under a cloche. She takes a sip and promptly she starts levitating and the episode ends. Now, (laughs) that didn't happen when we drank Exactly. Yeah. A couple of notes here. Um, Gloria is the only character introduced in this episode. Um, the other people we see are sort of unnamed crew members of the show, uh, like backstage crew. My question is why on a show that revolves around a mystery flavored Fanta, like a game show, why would the host be trying to guess it? Right. (laughs) So like straight off so the bat, where are the contestants? Um, yeah. But also, additionally, I feel like Red Bull might have a problem with a drink that makes you fly. So mm. first episode uh, is getting quite a generous one out of ten. Uh, not good, doesn't make sense. On yeah. to the next. It's episode two. Uh, and Gloria is uh, has showed up with four people who I am assuming are contestants now. These four are referred to as flavor hunters. Uh, the gang are inside Ooh. a supermarket. 
they're sniffing different fruits. A voiceover tells us that it's looking suspiciously fruity. Um, after which Gloria takes an orange, the very like from the very top of like a big pyramid of oranges, um, uh, and somehow her taking that one off the very top causes all of the other oranges below it to sort of like erupt off the pile onto the floor. Um, and then the gang is promptly chased out of the store by a man with a broom, who I can only assume is the store owner. Um, so that's episode two. Really not much of value here. Um, no, I do understand yeah. that the purpose of this series is to be a vessel for clues. Um, and so this episode is the first one that's actually done anything um, for us there in terms of clues. We've got the, fr- the fruity clue. Um, and we've, we've learnt that perhaps Gloria is some kind of powerful demon, um, as she once again defies the laws of physics. Uh, first it was floating and now it's making the, the oranges burst out from underneath where she's grabbed, uh, an orange without really touching any of the other oranges. Um, but yeah, again, not much substance. I'm giving this, I might give it a two out of 10 because we do get a clue okay. in this one. Bit um, more story to this one as well. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a story. We see the the gang, the gang, the gang members, the gang members, the the contestants. The flavor hunters. Is that what they're called? Exactly. Flavor catchers. Yeah, the flavor hunters. That's what they're called. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> so episode three has arrived. Uh, this time, Gloria is back in the game show studio. Um, there is no flavor hunters. They're not here for whatever reason. They, I, they cease oh, to exist. Done. I, I, I have to mention. I don't think I see them again. I don't think you see them again in the oh. rest of the series. So have they hunted the flavor? Maybe they're or maybe they've been something. hunted by Gloria because she's some sort <gasps> oh, of para- paranormal demon who <laughs> defies the laws of physics. Um, <laughs> so in this episode, episode three, Gloria's back in the game show studio. There is a an enormous machine set up. It kind of looks like a blender, except there's like a and, and this machine's like oh I don't even know. Let me think. Maybe like three full size tuna tall. Uh, maybe four. So we're talking like <laughs> 10, 12 meters, I guess. Um, oh, yeah. And it kind of looks like a blender. There's a big sort of containery bit on top. Uh, and then underneath, there's like a big computer. So it's like the top part of a blender on top of like a big computer. And inside this computer, there's like a little glass compartment in which is sitting some sort of purple jelly. It's not discussed what this purple jelly is. I think they call it purple pudding instead of purple jelly, <laughs> which makes it me think it was like a developed for a US market. I don't know. Um, anyways, they push a button and there's some like whirring happens. And in the large container above the jelly, purple goo starts expanding um, and sort of launching out of the top of this big container, eventually covering Gloria and the studio in goo. <sighs> That was Gloria's work for sure. Yeah, I think that's some sort of dark magic again. (laughs) After watching the entire series and reflecting on episode three, I think this is the one that adds the least amount of value to the series. (laughs) I can't think about how any of this has anything to do with anything. To me, like, uh, there's really not much to say about this episode. What happens, happens, and it has nothing to do with anything. They could have gotten rid of it. The only, the tenuous link, I might explain it after the reveal, but um, Mm, there's potentially a tenuous link. But even if there is, like, a clue, I think it's a terrible one. I think it's awful. I don't think anyone would extrapolate. (laughs) And if they did extrapolate, I feel like they'd be extrapolating upon something that doesn't really make sense. Regardless, mm. zero out of ten. Hate this episode. <laughs> episode four is not much better though. Uh, we open to the game show studio again, where Gloria is standing, and the voiceover asks, "Is the hunt over? Has Gloria cl- cracked it?" Um, Gloria then shakes mm. her head. Suddenly, the camera pans to someone in the audience who's eating some sort of sweet apple pastry. Uh, Gloria's eyes widen and she hits the big button that I can only assume reveals the flavour. However, the studio has inexplicably lost power over the two seconds she was looking at the audience. (laughs) So we get no reveal in this episode. And this episode, I would say, gives the same sort of feeling as when you're watching MasterChef. They're about to reveal who was eliminated. And Mm. just before they say the name... They'll be like, the person who is eliminated is, and it just cuts to ads before they reveal. Except yeah. what's worse is that this time it's the ad itself doing that. <gasps> um, the ad cutting to the ad. Yeah, it's it sucked. Uh, this was an awful episode, uh, minus one out of ten, I would say, for this one. Because <laughs> um, all it's doing, all these episodes doing is drawing it out. We 
we get the the sort of reveal. We essentially get the reveal, but they don't. They just don't name what the flavor is. They show what mm. the flavor is, but they don't name it. So for the last episode, I'm going to skip the description. It, like they just reveal the flavor. It's apple strudel. Um, <gasps> what? Wait, the flavor yeah. has been revealed. <laughs> Flavors revealed. It's apple strudel. Apple um, strudel. And I have never been so unhappy to have watched something in my life. Um, <laughs> and what hurts even more is that the drink tasted nowhere near apple strudel. Like no. nothing like it at all. It, I didn't even get an apple-y flavor. Like if anything, yeah. these ads have made the drink competition far worse. As a series, it just sucks. There's no content. It has no substance. It has devalued the product it was trying to advertise. <laughs> um, and the tenuous link I was talking about earlier, they call it a purple pudding in episode three, right? And my only yeah. thought is perhaps that's a clue that they're calling a strudel a pudding, which I think is incorrect. Yeah. I would say it's more of a pastry than a pudding. If that's not a link, then episode three, we can just delete. There's nothing in there. <laughs> There's nothing in there of any value. Um, episode four, we can just merge that with episode five because um, separately they both suck, but together it could be a cohesive episode and maybe it would get a three out of ten. I think I was kind of close with blueberry muffin and yeah, I feel cinnamon. Like- yeah, well, what it was did I think? I thought creaming fairy right. floss, wasn't fairy, it? Fairy floss super duper. I <laughs> That's kept getting right. that. You were like, I'm getting nothing but fairy floss super duper. Everything else is wrong. Yeah. Apple strudel, lies. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I really, I dislike the flavor reveal. I think they've made a poor flavor profile of apple strudel. If that's genuinely what they think it tastes yeah. like. As well, it's a, it's giving American because I don't feel, yeah. unless I'm mistaken, I feel like we have apple crumble, we've got apple pie, but I wouldn't say that apple strudel is really... Oh, strudel's like Danish though, isn't it? It's like a, it's like a European thing. Where does strudel come from? Or oh, maybe even German. Where yeah. Hungary. Oh, not even. Oh, okay. Comes from Hungary. But is yeah. strudel popular in Australia? I'm not sure. I don't know. I feel like they use the word strudel in America to mean things that are in no way strudels. Yeah, I think like that's what I'm thinking. Toaster yeah. strudels is is how people consider the category of like pop tart like foods is a toaster that's strudel. That's probably what that I'm thinking. That is not a yeah, strudel. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not yeah. a strudel. But on the whole, I think I would give this series a negative five out of ten. <laughs> it's uninspiring, <laughs> underwhelming, unfunny, and on the whole. It's just bad, but it's, and and the thing is, it's not even bad in a like so bad it's good. It's not it's not bad in that way. <laughs> oh, no. It's just bad yeah. as in it hurts to watch. And so to anyone thinking, oh, I wonder what all this like what the Fanta stuff on social media is about. Please do not watch it. This is for your own health and safety. <laughs> uh, I do not recommend it. It was it hurt me to watch. Um, this was a try it live by Jono. A video try it live. Yeah, and um, if own I think what this has uh, done for me is it has further solidified uh, that I I have no desire to consume social media. <laughs> this is that's what I've learned today, and that's pretty spooky. <laughs> So, it is time. The episode which I built suspense for, it is here. And Jono, this is well and truly spooky. I'm ready. And it's so, so zappy. I'm I'm very excited for this. Because the way you (laughs) described it earlier is like, this is like if you boiled down... 130 previous zap episodes into a segment that's what it that's that's the vibe i'm getting from it i think so i it definitely has a little bit of everything and it's it's so i just have to get into it you will so the way i've written this is kind of like a i'm going to explain it okay okay so we're going to start the way I've written this is I'm going to explain it. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so, <laughs> since 1985, Osaka's Hanshin Tigers baseball team has not won the Japan series. But did mm. you know it's because of a curse? <gasps> so, <laughs> spooky. Okay, so, curses are spooky. Tick. They are spooky. Yeah. We've got a tick in the spooky box. in the first two sentences. That's wild. <laughs> 
The Henshin Tigers are the baseball team of Osaka, which is, for those who don't know, the second largest city in Japan. And they play in the Central League at Koshien Stadium. But what is the curse, I hear you asking? I'll tell you. I'm, I'm very much asking what this curse is. <laughs> I want to know. It's, it's the curse of the Colonel. Is it? It is. That's it's the right. Curse None, of the Colonel. The curse of the Colonel, and yes, that Colonel is the Colonel that we know and love, Colonel Harlan Sanders. Okay. I you have piqued my interest. <laughs> I am interested. So, there is spookiness, there is KFC. <laughs> so apparently, and when I was researching this, there are a few different retellings of this team's origins and of this story as a whole. Some people doubt that it actually is a curse, but from what I read Seems cursy enough to me. So make up your own the, mind. Do your own research. Yeah, take take with this what you will. So this team, the Hanshin Tigers, apparently won some titles in 1962 and 1964, but then quickly found that they were always coming in second place, never quite achieving the win. Oh. Years later, apparently they had a few dud years. They weren't too great, but years later, in 1985, the team got something very right. So they were at a stage in the series where they were getting close to the finals and they needed either a tie or a win against a team called, and this is fantastic, the Yakult Swallows. (laughs) (laughs) I had to Google it to see why they were called the Yakult Swallows. Is it the bird? Yes, it's the bird. I did think it was because, you know, drinking Yakult. That's a great team name, trying to advertise Yakult. Such a good team name. (laughs) <laughs> Very good teammate. But yes, it is because of the the birds. <laughs> so they were up against the Yakult Swallows and yes, needed a tie or a whim. And they did it. They won and they were on their way to first place of this series. So achieving the win, the fans were so excited and they all raced out. Apparently these fans as well were like really well known for their sort of rambunctious, like very oh, yeah. enthusiastic celebrations. So they all raced down to a nearby river for reasons that, apparently can only be put down to excitement and a few too many fun drinks, if you yeah. know what I mean. And they began this, I don't know what you would call it, this thing that they were doing where they would chant each player's name and then someone who was a lookalike or a doppelganger <laughs> of this player, a fan, would run up to this murky river and jump in to the river as they yelled this player's name. That's wild. How, so, how did they find yeah. them on such short notice? I did not know. I think maybe they were like, someone was looking, uh, yeah, this is all speculation, but, you know, someone who was a doppelganger would jump into the river and they would all chant the name. That's great. So, so fantastic. Would have been so funny to see. They got to yelling out the name of a player called Randy Bass, who was an American all-star player playing on the team. Yeah. There was no doppelganger that they could find around for Randy Bass, and this yeah. simply did not fly with the fans. They had to keep this thing that they'd started up. <laughs> so, a brilliant idea of some fans was to run to the nearby KFC and <laughs> steal the Colonel Sanders statue from outside the store. <laughs> And as we know, Japan obviously has a soft spot for KFC. It is yeah. their traditional Christmas food after all. Anyways, so they grab this statue. They somehow like, it's a big like cement looking yeah, statue right. of Colonel Sanders. They grab this statue, carry it down to the lake, chanting Randy ba- <laughs> Bass's name. Who, by the way, I did look up and he surprisingly does look like a younger version of the Colonel. So they really, really? nail it. Yeah, I don't know how... <laughs> Maybe that's why he was they picked for the it. team. Like Japan Maybe. loves KFC so much. <laughs> like, well, this Very guy kind of looks like a young Colonel Sanders. We've got to have him. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> so they had this statue. They hoisted it in the Fiera time, the in the air a few times, chanting Randy's name, and then threw the Colonel in the river, chanting, cheering, having a grand time. Now the Colonel, unlike the other doppelgangers, couldn't swim. So sank down to the bottom. Right. Now, after this had happened, so they were about to win, right? This the year is nineteen eighty five. Yeah. I don't think they actually won. I couldn't I couldn't find, but they didn't win win after that. Um from then on as well, apparently one of their star players got hit in the head, which ended a game. A a month later they returned before then injuring their shoulder 
And then they suffered a third injury later that year, breaking another bone. So ultimately retired early on the year after. One of their ace pitchers broke their heel bone. Oh, my Um, gosh. The team finished the 1987 season with its worst winning percentage ever. 0.331%. The base, who was the Colonel Sanders lookalike, was dismissed in the middle of the 1988 season when he failed to return to Japan after an extended time in America. The team lost out on 12 consecutive first-round draft pick lotteries. Um, wow. Yes. And the team did not win another game until 2003. So there was an 18-year gap wow. where they did not win. Most of this time as well, by the way, was spent near the bottom of the standings as well. That's so astounding. And, right? 18 years. This This team was seemingly going to find success. Then it just completely plummeted after this statue <laughs> happened. So some people are saying, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a curse, blah blah blah. But apparently, um, when the, how it started. So because you know, not everyone was down there near the river when this happened. But apparently, yeah. the for the first two seasons after the incident, no one really talked about it. It wasn't really spoken about. But people were just somewhat confused as to how this good team could just become so bad so quickly. Yeah. Then there was this late night TV show called The Night Scoop, apparently. And there was (laughs) The Night Scoop. Someone asked a question saying, you know, has that statue ever been found? Uh, Apparently, like the Colonel statue. Yeah. Apparently they tried to find the statue four (laughs) times over the course of a month, but it had never been found. And the host of this show said... Until the colonel is rescued and cleansed of the sludge, Hanshin <laughs> has no hopes of winning a championship. And so that is how the curse was born. Wow. And it wasn't broken until, yes, 2003 when the team won the championship. But that did, is Did the colonel, like, did anyone rescue the colonel? Is that why they oh, won? Or Great question. It wasn't around 2003. Someone, you know what I'm thinking though? Someone must have cited it somehow. Yeah. But it was in, on March 10th, 2009, during an annual cleaning of a canal (laughs) when an Osaka city worker discovered something. And there is a video of this being found. Yes. I will share it on the uh, Zap the Podcast social media. But it was the Colonel and it was first his upper body. Um, Apparently it's handless. Um, but it was found 180 meters from where they first, you know, threw wow. him into the river. So a, fir- a proper search for the rest of the statue was scheduled because it was just his upper body. Yeah. Um, and it took three minutes apparently to find the right hand. Three and minutes. <laughs> a, a short time. <laughs> speed run specifically, this. yeah. <laughs> and a short time later, the lower half of the body was found, and for the first time in 24 years, Colonel Sanders was able to stand uh, near the. Tombori Canal. And apparently wow. <laughs> relief swept across the, the Tigers <laughs> nation. Um, and apparently there was also huge expectations that the team would win in 2009. Uh, they did finish fourth, but oh. oh, but apparently as well, I just mm-hmm. read this then, apparently they haven't won yet the Japan Series Championships since 1985. So technically... The curse still continues to. Is there day. like is there like a pinky finger that's still in the canal? Perhaps that we that we haven't found, or like the colonel's like hat or or tie or something is still yeah. in that canal. Oh, Perhaps no. I reckon. Yeah, the little um, what's it called? Bolo tie. Yeah, a little still tab in tie there thing. Yeah. yeah. Goodness but me. there we go. The curse of the colonel. The curse of the colonel. That's. <laughs> I am positively spooked. That's, I know. That's wild. That, that and there's, there's a picture of the Colonel like statue, which is oh. quite spooky in itself as well. Because it's been underwater for like 25 <laughs> <Yeah>. years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think it is still. <gasps> it is still missing a left hand. Oh my goodness! That's so why that the must curse be isn't it. lifted. <gasps> That's okay. Oh my gosh! If you do, we have any listeners from Japan? If you are listening from Japan, and you have any way to get oh goodness me Bex just sent the photo of the colonel <laughs> and he is not looking too flash no. he looks very happy 
yeah. he does not look um he does not look he's well. seen better days he's yeah. seen better days if you are listening from japan and you have any way to get to this canal this river and you are able to get the the hand if you are able to recover this hand <laughs> uh that would be huge let us know yeah it would lift the curse it would lift the curse i might i might organize like a tuna shirt for such an <laughs> act so it doesn't actually look like we have any any um japanese listeners if you know someone who lives in japan mm. send them this episode um they'll be very confused right up until the very end um <laughs> but hopefully we can recover this this hand and the, yeah. the curse can be lifted imagine what if we we just turn into like we're like the ghostbusters but for curses and like we go around cool. and we like try and try and um lift curses by mm. completing these like pretty arduous tasks <laughs> kfc specific curses. kfc curses oh my goodness the kfc curse breakers this week on oh. the kfc curse breakers we'll That's see if fantastic. i mean if you have any kfc related curses DM us on Instagram at Zap the Podcast. Uh, that's also where you can check out a whole bunch of the great stuff we post. Um, the Colonel might be there, or at least the video mm. of, of the Colonel being pulled out of the river after so <laughs> long. Um, we have a competition uh, that is has been voted on maybe by this point, but there's still more rounds yes, to come. Yes, by this point, yes. Um, we have had our submissions by this point, but there is still so much voting to happen um, for the ultimate drink that makes you go, ah. Um, <laughs> that's what we're looking for. And so if you want to have a say in uh, what will be known to history as the most refreshing drink, the drink that most makes people go, ah then you need to get onto our Instagram and vote on those polls. Um, the other thing you can do, if you are feeling particularly um, uh, helpful, <laughs> I couldn't think of a good word there. If you want to have a look at the merch that we sell, go to zapthepodcast.theprintbart.com. Uh, it's a great way to support the show. And there's some fantastic stuff up there, um, stuff that I'm really proud of making um, and uh, stuff that we're really proud of um, having people purchase so go check that out um thank you very much for listening to us though uh we've we've covered a lot of topics uh many of them incredibly spooky today (laughs) Uh, in fact i would say there's not one thing that we talked about that wasn't chilling to the core so um (laughs) i I hope um you can recover from such a spooky episode um and we hope to catch you next time Uh, But with that, thank you very much for listening and we will see you on the next episode of Zap. Bye. Bye. Boo.